This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome in to a special edition of the Danny Britt Show State Championship on deck for your cadets. And we're joined, as we always are, by the head football coach for your Benedictine Cadets, Danny Britt. Coach, I I just want to start off by saying thank you. This is the second year in a row that we get the maximum amount of Danny Britt shows. So, I mean, I know that's your number one goal when you start the year, and I just appreciate it. That is that. That is why we put in all the work right there, Christian, so that uh, so that you and I can can talk on the radio uh, an extra extra week. So uh, so yeah, we're glad we were able to oblige. And a big time win this past week in the semifinals, forty two to twenty one over Troop County, a team that came into that game at twelve and one uh, and a really good football team there from LaGrange coach, you guys explosive all night, both offensively and defensively coming into the game. What were some of the things that you were looking to see uh, out of your football team that you feel like you saw on the field? Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, offensively, we wanted to see us be able to continue with the run game and, and be able to move people up front. And uh, we were able to do that. Uh, wanted to have a little more success in the passing game than we did the week before. And we certainly did that. Uh, defensively, you can kind of continue to, to be the same team and, and, and be really, really fast to the ball. And, and we were able to do that even despite having, you know, losing Bryce Baker early in the first quarter. Um, you know, I thought, thought both sides of the ball and special teams played well. And a big time performance, uh, as you said, on both sides of the football. But I wanted to start uh, defensively for you, coach, because. Uh, it was an interesting kind of a game. Both teams kind of pushing each other a little bit there uh, in the first half, almost like a, a feeling it out a little bit at the beginning of the game. But defensively, again, just it feels like those guys are all playing together so well. Now, is it just the amount of snaps? Is it talent? Is it a combination of everything? I think it's a combination of everything, really. I mean, yes, we have some good talent. We also have uh, guys that really play well in the scheme. Coach Housen is doing a great job of scheming up and, and do, putting us in good positions. So, uh, you know, I think it's a, a combination of all of the above. Where the guys are understanding how to play together, understanding their assignments. And, 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 and I know people say it all the time, but do your job, right? And, and that's, that's what we're doing right now well on defense is, is everybody's doing their job. Well, once the offense got going, it was really hard to slow him down. Luke Cromenhawk uh, with two touchdown passes there in the first quarter, and you guys build a 21 to nothing lead. I I know, and I want to ask you about him in a second, but you lose uh, Bryce Baker for that game, but it felt like once everybody got solidified in their spots just because you couldn't put anybody anywhere else just due to the injuries, Ack Edwards obviously uh, being out and then losing Bryce. Nasir Samuel playing running back, forced. Uh, Zaquan Bryant back out into the slot, which is where he's just absolutely deadly uh, for opposing defenses. Once that kind of happened, it seemed like Luke opened up a little bit, and I think most quarterbacks would when you put Zaquan in the slot. Yeah, I think you're right. Is is we were, we were trying to to do something with Quan, um, you know, that he can definitely do, but it, it maybe his forte and. Uh, obviously, Luke and Quan feel very comfortable together. Been playing together since dog days, you know, and certainly at St. James. So, uh, yeah, definitely opened things up uh, there. There and, and, and you know, having Bryce there was great. We lost him early, but 
Houston Jackson came in and just had a great game, and Rayshon Matthews came in. Both of those guys really, really stepped up big time, uh, you know, here in a semifinal game and just, just really, really showed out. And, again, just going back to Bryce, can you give us an update on him? I know it looked like an ankle injury. He was on a he was in a boot uh for the remainder of that game, was that just precautionary, or what are the updates on him? No, we were we were concerned. Uh, obviously, it was a horse collar tackle that they called, um, and 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 we were thinking high ankle sprain. Once we've you know the trainers were able to view the the film, uh, they think it may be more of a bron- bone bruise because his foot was off the ground. But um, uh, we you know he met with uh, Coach Tootin all weekend. I got treatment all weekend. Uh, we're encouraged that uh, by Wednesday he can take some snaps and, and play. Uh, I talked to his brother uh, uh, Saturday, and he said, Coach, he's playing. And I saw Bryce this morning, and uh, he said, Coach, I'm playing. So, uh, you know, comp- you know, feel feel good about having him. Of course, you know, he, he's you know going to have to, uh, you know, take that treatment, continue to do that, and hopefully we'll get him practicing by Wednesday. And – I know people have watched him for a long time now, and it it, it still blows me away. He's just a junior because of the amount of snaps he's taken. I mean, uh, played big time roles uh, as a freshman uh, in those in that playoff run there, and then obviously was huge last year in the state championship run. But for people who maybe watch on Friday nights, they're like, "Yeah, Bryce Baker." I keep hearing his name, but like, what what makes him such a good football player? Oh gosh, everything. Uh, you know, first of all, he's a very smart young man and, and has a huge football IQ. So you could put him anywhere and he could play it. He could do it. I mean, and I truly mean any position. Uh, you know, obviously he's athletic. I mean, he, you know, the 200 pound guy that can, can do all that. Uh, he's also the type of kid that is going to, to do what's best for the team. He's very smart, he's a leader. He's one of those kids that will, I mean, if a kid's struggling academically and not in study hall or tutorial, Bryce will go get him and take him to tutorial. I mean, he's that type of young man uh, and just uh, just could do, you know, do everything. Uh, and at this point, yes, he's a junior, but, you know, that class, that junior class has played after this game this week, they, they will have played an extra season and a half. I'll say it's got to be like 45 games almost for those guys. Yeah, so that that's that's kind of crazy, really, when you look at it that way. So, a lot of football uh, has been played, and, and that that just makes you better and better and better. And where, just quickly here, do you see him projecting at the next level? I know you got him for another year, but not the not the tallest dude in the world, not short by any means, but he's not one of those six three outside linebacker types. Where do you see him projecting at the next level? So uh, he'll be. It depends on where he ends up, and somebody's going to get a really really good football player. Um, he doesn't have all the measurements that, you know, sometimes that seems to be all D1 guys care about, to be honest with you. Uh, but he, he's an outside linebacker. He could possibly be a safety, uh, you know, and, and he, he definitely can move well enough to do that. So uh, he pro- either outside linebacker or safety. And then a couple guys had big nights on Friday night who just – it's, I guess, one of the problems on being on really good football teams is there's a lot of really good players – uh, that stand on the sideline most Friday nights. And these guys both play a good amount, but never uh, as much as they do or did this past Friday. Rashawn Matthews uh, and Houston Jackson having to come in again due to Bryce going out and both those guys answering in a big way. They combined for three touchdowns, Houston going for one and Rashawn going for two, Coach. I mean, again, those guys probably starting for most teams in the state that just happen to be on a pretty talented football team. 
Yeah, definitely. So proud of those guys. They've been working, and you know, and they've been, you know, starters. Certainly, Rayshon has been a starter pretty much all year, and it depends on exactly what we were doing to who's starting. You know, actually plays the first snap, but um, just really have worked hard. To Barry Green's been another one that, that work, ro- rotates in as those slot positions. But those those guys came in. I'm so proud for them. They you know constantly put in the work. They're always there, always doing what they're supposed to do. And those guys were able to shine uh, Friday night. And just another part of an elite junior class there, but uh, you guys build a 35 to nothing lead going into the half. And it's a really hard thing to do, I think, at any level uh, of football coach, but to go in there and try to critique a 35 to nothing half and then convince the guys to come back out fired up like they were in the first quarter. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but man, it's, it's pretty difficult. It is, and I and I thought we came out fine. It wasn't that. See, here's the difference, and I was trying to explain this to some parents overnight. You know, there's those times when you're up 35 to nothing at half, and you're playing a team that's just so inferior to you. You can go ahead and completely roll the twos, and you can you can do you know start just 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 kind of planning for the next week, so to speak. That was not the case. We came out on fire. And jumped on a team that was very talented. That's a semifinal 12-win football team. So very, very different, um, very different type situation. So, and that quarterback, he, he, I mean, he could hurt you at any moment. Right. So we knew that, and then you know, I hated, you know, certainly giving up that that last one. Uh, you know, where uh, our safety, again, young guy bit up. And, uh, you know, thinking that the quarterback was going to run, you just can't do that from the high safety position and, and get, let the guy get behind them. But, um, you know, the guys, I thought we still came out and, and played hard, but it, it is very difficult to do. And, again, that wasn't your typical up 35 to nothing team, you know, on, uh, at halftime. That was a very good football team. What lessons could you guys take away? I know – uh, you're so just uber focused right now on winning that state championship, but just always chances to develop. You mentioned this last week. It doesn't matter if you're in the regular season or the playoffs. You're always trying to develop. What lessons could you guys take away uh, from that game on Friday night? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. I mean, you, and we, that's what we do. We break it all down, and they divide up it. You know, go into their rooms, and, and and you know, each play is dissected, and each play is judged, and so many different things. Still, I mean. Still technique things we're still working on and we'll continue to work on this week. Um, you know, but just across the board, there's going to be so many details that we're still focused on week 15 uh, that, you know, was what made teams, teams great. And another week for your cadets, this time up in Center Park Stadium in Atlanta, the old Turner Field for another chance at a state championship, looking to defend that crown as you will face off against Cedartown. We'll break it down. The cadets versus the undefeated Bulldogs next right here on the Danny Britt Show. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show. Welcome back into a state championship edition of the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel alongside the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britt. And it doesn't get any bigger than this. State championship, uh, Center Park Stadium at Georgia State there in downtown Atlanta. Cadets were there last year uh, when they beat Columbus for their state championship. And now, again, doesn't get any more difficult as you face off against a 14-0 Cedartown football team and coach when you look at the Bulldogs man it's just it's a program built on physicality and running the football 
Uh, definitely. You're going to see a real football game uh, uh, this week, this Friday at 3.30, and, uh, where, where these guys, they play football. They, they, they run the ball. They smash. They're physical. Uh, and they're going to force you to do that or they're going to run you out of the building. So, um, you know, I, I love it. That, that's, that's what it's supposed to be in a day where I keep seeing on social media people are already posting all their 707 stuff again. I'm like, ah, get out of here, man, play some real football. But uh, uh, we're going to find out, you know, uh, Friday. And that's, that's, that's what they do. And, and uh, that's the way it should be. Now, what style of offense are they coming at the defense with? Because they're led uh, by a senior running back there in Harlem Diamond, which is just an outstanding football name. Uh, but a dude who has over 1,200 yards on the ground this year, averages almost nine yards uh, a carry coach. What style of offense are they attacking you with? When you get to the playoffs, all teams are very good, and we spend a lot of time preparing. I, re- I recommend you contact Jeff and David with Abel's Iron On More and Associates and get a report on your financial preparedness. 912-777-4128. This straight up wing tee. I can assure you it, it, you won't, it ain't hard to figure out what they're doing. They run the wing tee, and, uh, and, and their linemen have been under a shoot, I can assure you. They, they, are, they will be under a shoot today. Uh, it's just, it, it, that is what they do. They come out low. They're firing. They're moving quick. They're foot to foot and playing ball. So uh, that, that's what they do. And you guys are familiar with it uh, in a pretty regular way, right? You faced off Whitewater, uh, obviously, this year. Uh, last year, you guys played against Marist that runs that style of offense. Uh, is there an advantage to that already seeing it this year? Definitely there's an advantage. Uh, and and we, we do it too. Now, we, we bounce back and forth between, you know, a, a spread look and a, and a traditional wing tee look and then, I guess, a spread wing tee look. But and we run some eye, but uh, but so we work against each other uh, consistently as well. So they've seen it against our guys. They've seen it against Whitewater. We've seen it, you know, in the past against Maris, uh, which is different. They won the Veer, but same type of right, you know, style. So uh, yeah, definitely it helps to have seen it, to have been there, to 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 know. Uh, what to expect, and, 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 you know, it's just different. Those guys are firing out, you know, everybody now in the spread and they're running zone, and the, all the linemen are standing standing up upright and tall, and, and, you know, this is a very different deal. I was going to say, I think if there is a difference, because with the secondary, uh, a lot of the things stay the same. Where you're the corners, you just have to worry about setting the edge uh, and covering your area, whether it's zone or man. And then when you're safeties, you're just worried about nothing over the top. And then linebackers, it's just all about fits and making sure you're keeping leverage. But I think across the defensive line, it's just a different style of play than you see week to week, but also a different style of mindset from an offensive line that you see week to week. Yep, and, and definitely, and we better we better on the front be ready to, to stay low and not let them get up under our pads because they, they will they will attack you straight up in the midsection and and drive you out of there if you don't stay low. So we better be ready for that and better be ready to do it every single play. And it seems weird to say, but that style of offense can affect you offensively as well. We saw it against Whitewater where – if they have a drive where they go on a long drive and then you get the football back and go three and out and they get the ball back, a quarter can be gone. And that kind of puts a unique pressure on an offense. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And that, that is part of it. That's part of the you know team, team football. And, and that's what they're doing. They're running the clock. Now they're, they're, they're fairly fast paced in what they do. Uh, but, but they're running the clock and they're trying to grind it out. And, and, you know, so, so even if you get a stop, 
you know, it, they, how much time they've taken off the clock. And then, of course, we're going to go as fast as we can. We may not take any time off the clock. So uh, it is something definitely you have to be prepared for. And I know Luke Cromenhawk has just grown exponentially as this year has gone on, but he's still got a little bit of that strong safety uh, in him there. How do you keep him calm if Cedar Grove does go – or Cedar – I told you I was going to do it. Cedar Town uh, does go down there and score a quick touchdown, and you guys are down 7 nothing, and it took – five, six minutes off the clock. How do you keep not just him, but the rest of the offense from feeling like, hey, we got to an answer here in one play? Yeah, and we're going to talk about it. We'll talk about it all week, and, and that that's the main thing. And I think, you know, we played a lot of ball now. This is this is week 15, you know, and, and Luke, Luke understands that, and Luke, Luke will – uh, he, he just is going to compete, so it doesn't really matter. He's at the same level all the time, anyway. <laughs> I mean, kind of know what, it, no matter what the situation is, he's he's at the same point because he's just a competitor and he loves it. And again, going to back-to-back state championships, looking to defend your crown, and it's we talk about us all the time. We talk about the coaches and what it means for the program and all those different things, and they're all hugely important. But obviously, the guys who make it go are the players on the field. And I found it fascinating this year just to watch this group, uh, especially the juniors and the seniors, because they're the guys who had to practice against the guys who left this past year and had to hear every single day about how great that senior class was and just how, you know, it's, it's an honor, right, to, to play with those guys. And it just seems like there's some chippiness and edge to this football team where, listen, you're 12-2 and two in the defending state champs, and it feels like they come out and play like underdogs every week. Uh, you're probably right. I, I think I think there is some of that. I don't know that it was necessarily there at the beginning of the year, but I think as we've kind of worn on, they're like, hey, we can be really good too. And at some point, it kind of flipped to where you know the guys are like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go show, and we're doing it differently. And it doesn't matter, you know, if we just have to stop them and play great defense and keep pumping them into. You know, into bad situations, we'll do that. If we need to win it with special teams, we'll do that. Whatever it takes. And I feel like I feel that same thing. I feel like there's a little bit of that, like, hey, watch us. We'll do this, too. And, and so I'm proud of them for that. And, 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 you know, certainly we want to continue that. We're going to need to continue that this week. Again, 12-2 and BC against 14-0 and Cedartown coming up Friday. The game's at 3.30 uh, in Atlanta at Center Park Stadium, the old Turner Field there, now Georgia State's uh, home football stadium and a really cool atmosphere. Coach, before we let you go, man, just – uh, you as a coach, uh, I know you're just super focused on your football team, but you as a coach, man, uh, not a lot of people get to play in a state championship at all, but to go back-to-back years, that's that's got to feel pretty cool. It does, and, and I do. I, I am not the type of guy who, who says, oh, I'm not going to think about that, or I do. I think about it. I sit back and enjoy it. Now, I mean, you can't do it long. There's a lot of work to do, but um I do, and I, I certainly appreciate it. I, you know, got up and had to drive to Atlanta, you know, at five o'clock yesterday morning, and uh, the whole time, you know, I did it with a smile on my face because it's just a special opportunity, and I don't take that for granted. I realize that that it, it is very special, and and I will continuously say that all week to these kids. I'll continuously say, "Hey, everybody, stop. We're practicing for the state championship." And it should mean something to to every single one of them. And I, I don't want our past success to to put any you know to dampen that in any way. I want them to be proud of what they've done, and I certainly am proud. And again, state championship for four A of the state of Georgia coming up three thirty on Friday. Uh, tickets are available to that game. If you can't make the trip up, though, uh, you can always hear your cadets on. 
uh, Sports Radio Savannah 104.3 and 1400. And then you can watch the game uh, on GPB. So just a lot of different ways to consume uh, that football game. But we hope you get to make the trip up to Atlanta because it is a special appearance. Well, Coach, we appreciate it, man. Safe travels with the team. And we'll see you in Center Park Stadium on Friday. Thank you so much. Go Cadet. Cadets football talk continues. The Danny Britt Show. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show. Getting you ready for the state championship between Cedartown and your cadets. BC looking to defend their 2021 state championship. And joining us, a guy who has been a part of the recent run of success for your cadets. A huge member, uh, both defensively and offensively, for your BC cadets. Bryce Baker, kind enough to take some time with us today. Uh, Bryce, before we dive too much into the game, uh, I know you had to leave uh, with an ankle injury we've seen on a, with a boot on the sideline there. Can you just give us an update on your health? How are you feeling? I feel great. Uh, every day I'm getting better. Uh, our trainers, uh, Coach Tootin and Coach Adder, they put, me, they put me in best shape to be ready to go for Friday. That's good to hear. I know you're a really big piece uh, of that team. For those who don't know, uh, Bryce started inside linebacker during Benedictine's run uh, back in 2020 when they made it to the semifinals against Jefferson and then has started uh, every game since. What's this playoff ride been like for you? Not just this year, uh, but all the years that you or all the years you've been at BC, I think going to be your 44th game uh, for Benedictine. Not many players get to play in that through four years. You've done it in three. What's this ride been like? Oh, this has been great. Uh, I'm getting better every every year. That's, that's what it's all is about. Just uh, I just love playing football. I'm pretty good at it too. Uh, I know you had to watch a lot of the game this past Friday from the sideline, but you guys go up 35 to nothing uh, there at halftime. What was that like, and what did you see from the sideline? I know you couldn't play, uh, but it, I know that doesn't mean you weren't paying attention. Uh, a lot of guys stepped up, and I'm I'm very glad for them guys uh, like Houston Jackson, you know, Rayshon Matthews, uh, Jonathan Hardy, he had to come and take my spot. So he played great. They played great. And I'm just very proud of them guys. They uh, did absolutely well. Yeah. And another guy that you played next to last year, uh, and now he's still inside while you've kicked outside in Wilkes Albert there. What kind of a football player is he? That guy, he, he he's, <laughs> he's one of a kind. He He's going to give it it's hard every every play he's gonna hit you too now you guys getting ready for a state championship what kind of lessons can you take from last year uh to just kind of roll over to this experience i know last year the first time y'all had played in a state championship game as a class but now that you've been there before what kind of lessons can you take from last year uh, and transfer them over to this year uh take last year uh, i said be humble we're gotta be a good humble team I know we won it last year. That doesn't mean we could win it this year, but we really want to. We're very hungry, so we've got to keep the hunger and be humble. Do you guys feel any disrespect at all? I know uh, you're the defending state champions, and Cedartown is ranked number one uh, above you guys. Does that Do you feel any disrespect at all? Uh, not no disrespect. Like they're, they're undefeated. They deserve the number one spot, but we're coming to take that. And again, Cedartown, a really good football team, and they run a uh, wing T style of offense. I know you guys run that too uh, for a good portion of your offense, but 
a team that runs it every single snap. It's a little bit different just the way that they're firing off on the offensive line. Their guys were going for a lot of cut blocks and just a, a different attack than what you're used to seeing every single week. What's the difference, the biggest difference for you defensively as a linebacker uh, against a wing T offense as opposed to a spread offense? A wing T offense, you have to be ready to go every snap. You can't. You have to give it y'all every snap. Spread is kind of different. The ball is going to go one side and it's, it's, it's not. We're not going to change up nothing. We're going to do what we do, and we're going to play fast and hard. Again, playing for your second state championship in two years—that's got to be pretty special. I know not a lot of kids get to go even uh, to the playoffs in high school to be playing for your second state championship in two years. What does that mean to you? It feels great. Uh, thank God for those opportunities, and I got to take take charge of opportunities and take them in do my thing again Bryce Baker uh, junior linebacker and running back for your cadets kind enough to take some time with us here Bryce uh, we appreciate it man I know you're getting ready for Friday 3 30 there at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta uh, just hope that ankle gets better man wish you all the health uh, in the world and good luck on Friday sure, thank you for having me too again if you can't Get up to the game on Friday night. You can always listen to it right here on Sports Radio Savannah. And the GPB, Georgia Public Broadcasting, will also have the televised version of the game uh, for you to consume as well. So a different, bunch of different ways to see your cadets play for a second state championship in two years. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us. We hope to see everyone on Friday night.